Before we dive into this week's episode, we wanted to give a listener's shout out. This is someone who's leave, who has left us a five-star review on iTunes. Yes, thank you, Betty LJD. We appreciate the review. It says, five stars, all caps, exclamation point. You need that for the effect. <laughs> it says, I love these smart, tough women. They offer down-to-earth, practical ideas for growing and coping with what life throws at us. And they are so fun and funny. Those are two different things. That's right. Fun. We are fun and we and are funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm fun. And I think <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So thank you, listener. We really appreciate you. Remember, if you want to have a chance to have your review read, make sure you go to your iTunes Apple Podcast app. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Leave a five-star review. Make sure you leave your name so we know who gave us the review. Yes, I can't wait to see who's we read next week. I feel like we're like owls. Who, who, who? Who's it gonna be? Hody who? Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Dashing through the snow, anyone pours the open sleigh. Well, I was waiting for you to drive it away. This is your thing. So I do thrive in December. That's exactly right. And you know what? We are doing a short mini-series. It's all about our book promotions that we're doing right now so we have actually we are bringing on published authors that are aligned with jesus and some things we've been doing on the show so we're bringing them in to talk about their books and we'll give you all the links and good stuff so you can find it so today episode 79 we have betsy adams on the show Yay! Round of applause. Everyone's pulling over to drive safely. <laughs> oh, so for for funsies, Betsy Adams is is my mom. Yeah, she's also Whitting Gritty's head intern. That is very oh, true. Thank you and for you, that. You got, do such a fine job. <laughs> she's got an intern of the month every month. <laughs> that is, yes, and the pay just doubles every month. Double your zero dollar mm-hmm. every yeah. time. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's it's funny how zero times anything is still zero. <laughs> but it sounds good. I'll double my pay every month. Okay, so you are the author of Saved Now What? It's a 20-day devotional for kids. So we can just dive right in. Yeah. So what, first of all, tell us a little bit about you Okay. for the new people jumping on in. A little bit about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a retired educator. I really so. thought you were going to open up with you had the best intern job ever, but okay, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> We've right already established <laughs> that I'm the best intern, you're the best intern. I'm not sure about I'm you. I'm here for this joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we help each other a lot, all that to say. It takes us all to get things going. Um. Anyway, I'm Brooke's mom. Uh, taught in the public schools for 31 years. Uh, enjoyed being with kids and then retired. So life is good. Um, 
when I retired, I started having all these grandchildren. Well, my children started having children. So that gave me grandchildren. And that's mostly how I spend my time now. Yes. Hanging out with the grandkids. And this actually is your second time on the podcast. And if you mm-hmm. missed her yes. episode, episode number seven, she has great words of wisdom on lots of subjects, but especially kids and parenting and family. So if you missed that episode, be sure you go check that out as well. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so tell us just the general story behind the book. Like, people write books, they have ideas about books, but and there's usually a story behind why the thought even begins to happen, snowballs into fruition. So why don't you just take us back to the initial thought? Back a thoughts. year ago, almost, <laughs> I guess. It was last Christmas, and um, I wanted to give... I like to give the kids something different at Christmas, and I often write a book for them, um, whether it's about them or about a vacation we took. It makes a great gift for the kids. So when two of the oldest grandchildren accepted Christ... I decided I had so much to share with them. So I thought it would be fun to give them a devotional to read now that they were Christians. And I thought also I had so much I needed to tell them. There were so many things to say. Um, And I thought a book would be just a great way to do that. So it started out as just a devotional for them. Um, Wrote it last Christmas, very brief devotionals, and then put bunches of cute pictures of all the grandkids in it showing how they helped each other and um, how they took care of each other and that kind of thing. Um, and when I told people about it, they really liked it and thought, well, why don't you do more with that? And since I've always wanted to write a children's book, it was a f- just a perfect opportunity to write something and put it out there and see how it went. So I worked on that, uh, worked on the devotional pieces and then added some things to it and worked with different groups of people and got it published. Okay, so... I want to take the why a little bit further. How long have you had, like, the thought, like, I'd like to write a book someday? Like, is it back when you were teaching? Was it even, like, I know, like, my oldest, she's all about writing. She wants to write about everything. She hasn't gone as far as to say, I'm going to write a book someday. But, like, has that been something you've been dreaming about? Probably, probably forever. Um, I probably didn't really put it in words until... Uh, later in life and really it was a a college class on children's literature Mm. that made me think I need to do this there are important things to say kids need to hear stories stories need to teach um, and that's probably when it really um, became more important to me but I've always written um, thoughts feelings situations events um, but it's probably college with a college class that I thought this is kids need stories and kids need good stories that teach them about life in a safe way. Well, and that's what books do. The good thing is adults need stories, too. Yeah. So I think everybody thrives off of stories. I mean, look at Netflix. That's full of stories. Disney movies. It's mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. So I think we learn, exactly like you said, you learn through stories or you learn best through stories. And you can picture yourself in the story. So I love that you had that idea of, hey, this is a need. I think I know how to fill it. So let me let me try. So many, many years later, <laughs> many years later, I would say don't wait. If anybody, if you have a dream or want to write a book or do something, don't wait till you're retired. So, Dive in and do it. <laughs> so why why did why did you wait? Well, it takes time. What can I ask? Or is yes. it because your children ruined everything? <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. Um, your intern apologizes. And you, you just you just have to find the time to do it. Yeah. I like what you said that there's things children need to hear, but I also think books are a way that parents can say it. Like, we are all educators, and 
most days we know how to get through to kids, but you know, someone that doesn't work with kids on a regular basis yes. knows that there's important things to cover, but doesn't always know how to get the message across mm -hmm. in the way they'll mm -hmm. understand or effectively. And so we'll get more into your book here in just a second, but um, I just really appreciate your book so far because it helps take important messages and deliver them to in such a way that a kid can understand and do more with. Something so. else I also really like about the book, have you ever been in a situation where like you're telling, you're trying to enlighten this tiny human of yours on why things need to work this way, or even just back to coaching days, thinking about this is why we have to do this, or this is why you need to do pass this class or take this test or do this thing and it falls on deaf ears but the second somebody else says it they're like oh yeah <laughs> oh, yes. yeah okay i'll do that and you're just like seriously <laughs> yeah yes. so i like that it takes it takes that into consideration too because the stuff that you're saying is also in the bible and it's also what their sunday school teacher is telling them and it's also what the parent is trying to convey so whenever it comes from another source that might be the time that it finally clicks and sometimes, no offense to you, parent, because it happens to everybody, but sometimes they don't want to hear it from you. Yeah. They need to hear it from another mm -hmm. another source. Well, it's also like anything. It, it takes several times to hear it before you apply it and before it makes sense. Which is called so, the what, Farron? Quantum Xeno effect. There we go. <laughs> Switch on your brain! Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the book is Saved Now What? So in a snapshot... What is it? Because the tag or the subject line is a 20 day devotional for kids. So what makes it a devotional? Um, and you mentioned it's for kids. Like, does this mean older kids? Who's, who's this going towards? Well, it's, it's written for children, elementary age mostly. Um, but I will say the reviews, um, that I have received have talked about how it helps anybody grow. It's the devotionals are very simple, but they're biblical and they're to the point. Um, so it's something all of us need to hear and be reminded of um, on a regular basis. So it's really elementary school age, and it's written for kids um, who can really start reading on their own pretty much and maybe journal on their own. But for younger kids, they could certainly uh, journal and read it with their parents. For older kids, they could do it on their own and discuss it with their parents. Um, I had one person say it was wonderful for her 15-year-old daughter and that it answered a lot of questions her 15-year-old daughter had. So um, it's marked for ages 6 to 12, but anybody who could benefit from it um, I think would enjoy it. I know. Lots of different ages. I know I've been in sermons before, like just at different places, and the message, they use so many big words just to use so many big words, or it's really wordy whenever really if it were just... <laughs> Just can you give me a couple sentences on the takeaway, please? Because then I can just roll with it. Or for me, I like efficiency, so I'm like, get to the point. So I like that part of the book, too. It's, it's simple and clean. And I think one of my favorite ones, um, you had asked about it. Someone You may ask later, but one of my favorite ones is about um, a tennis shoe and how we keep our hearts pure, like we like to keep our new tennis shoes pure. Um, I think I may like this one because this tennis shoe was the very first illustration uh, that my illustrator gave me. It's the very first picture she gave me when we were talking about her doing the illustrations, and I fell in love with a tennis shoe. Um, so that made it kind of fun, and it made that day special, but it's whatever is pure. And you know when you get new tennis shoes, kids can relate to that, how nice and clean and pure they are. Um, and we talk about when we become a Christian, our hearts are pure. Jesus makes our hearts pure. But 
you want to avoid the mud. Just like with new tennis shoes, you want to avoid the mud. Your mom will say, don't walk in the mud. Um, and as new Christians, we need to avoid the mud, which is thinking about what we watch, what we say, who we hang out with, those kinds of things. So the tennis shoe is just a great example. It's one of my, just my favorite illustrations, but it's very simple and very basic. And I like um, that it's tied to a visual as well. It's almost like memory pegs where you're trying to yes. think of the shoe. What does this shoe represent? Don't step in the mud. Kathy Hall's illustrator, I have to say, and she did a beautiful job. And when I gave it to her, she said, um, well, what do you want it to look like? And I'm like, well, you're the artist. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. she is. And she, she thought of doing a little icon. Well, we talked about sketch, um, spot sketches. And she talked about doing a little icon that would trigger or help the child remember what that particular devotion was about. And she captured it. She did a beautiful job um, with the artwork and with capturing the topic for the day. Also, the Enneagram One in me really loves that. So on one side of the page, if you guys get your hands on a copy of this, you see the icon, so you see the tennis shoe, but then on the other side, the border or the eyelets of the shoe. Is that the word? Yes. Good no. job. Good job. <laughs> Good job. So I like how it's just even just the attention to detail. So shout out. She Kathy, did a great, great job. job with that on all of them. And, and I don't know if I said um, before, if we did say, the book is really written for um, a child who's just become a Christian or just accepted Christ. Because it's very much tied to how am I different now? Or what should my life look like? Or, you know, I've accepted Christ. What does that mean? How am I changed? Yeah. So it, it focuses on that for kids. I like that too, again, from the parent aspect. I think I'm in a life phase where my goal is get them to accept Christ, and I haven't even really started thinking about, well, again, now what? Okay, they did it. Yeah. Now what am I What's supposed next? to do? <laughs> where do we go from there? Mm -hmm. So, And it is. It's a really big deal. And so they're even probably looking for, okay, I'm saved, literally. I'm saved, now what? Mm -hmm. And so then you're standing there like, you just... Do your thing, but no. And we do a great job with um, kids learn Bible studies. They learn scripture. I mean, Bible stories. They know about Noah. They know about Joseph. They learn scripture. Um, but there's still an important piece that I don't think we focus on enough. And I think that is how do you act differently? How do you fill your mind? What are you thinking about? How are you acting toward others? The whole point was kind of to say your behavior reflects your relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's very important how people see you. So I started with the whatevers, and you know that, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is right. Um, we started with those and talked about how that affects your life. Is, and that, then, is that Philippians 4, 8? I'm trying mm -hmm. to remember from our switch on your brain. Yes. I feel like that's where I really started to dive in into that, that verse, just about like if you, if a lot of times we talk about what we're not supposed to do instead of what we are supposed to do. So I really like how you opened with, Think about these things, this, 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 this. That's a great starting point. In episode 62, we had Dr. Joe Paris on about apologetics. And Farron, what you were saying was, as a parent, yeah, it's like, okay, we got to get him saved. And he's like, okay, that's the beginning. That's, that's <laughs> not the end goal. The beginning is, yes. okay, now they're saved. And he even talks about how, like, we're missing the mark on there's not a product out there that's simple, easy to use, that helps kids start there is now. Now there is. <laughs> there is now. And shout out to Dr. Joe Paris. He um, was a great person um, to consult with me to make sure what I said was biblical, um, that the scriptures, the words, that was very important to me to make sure um, I stuck close exactly to the Bible. Um, so he did a great job helping me know it was biblical and it was sound. And um, several of the reviews mentioned that it's, it's simple, but it's pure and it's sound for kids. And it's 
it's what the Bible says. It's what God says. Well, and even if you are, so we have interviewed some recent Christians, like they have, they're adults, but have been Christians for less than a decade. And I'm just thinking how this is helpful because then it breaks the, breaks it down to where they're also helping their kids grow, but it's growing themselves too, in case they haven't grown the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that this is even helpful for me. I mean, I just now talked about how Philippians 4, 8, has been more in my life since we've done the Switch mm-hmm. on Your Brain mini-series. So it is helpful just to go through this as a person who's been a Christian for years. Nothing's wrong with a refresher on foundation. Yeah, And I like what you said, Betsy, too, about, or maybe it was a combo of y'all, too. You kind of get mixed up in my head. <laughs> just like, we're so often we focus on what not to do. Yes. But yeah. you've got to live your life out, and here's how to do it. Mm-hmm. Again, now that you've accepted Christ into your life, what does life look like? Mm-hmm. So what yeah. to do, taking those actions. Um, you end it with the something to do. So, again, it's a challenge to go out and live Christ's life. I think that's what makes it a little bit different from other devotionals. Yeah, um, so will you give us a break? So, again, like real quick, what is the book about? And then how is it broken down into the 20 days? Um, and it is 20 days, so it's not a year-long devotional or anything like that, but it's 20 important days. I'm just talking about how children um, should respond and act to life um, now. And it's a short devotional on one side with scripture um, that backs that. And on the other side, there are three application pieces. So there's something to talk about. Great opportunity for parents to talk with kids. Um, heard a lot of the reviews were very appreciative of something to talk about. They talked about how their families could enjoy having discussions around the table or discussions at bedtime or in the morning. And then there's something to write about, so it's a little journal piece about how it applies to me, or there's a question um, for them to kind of prompt them. Um, Younger kids can have parents um, dictate it if they need to, or or write it out, dictate wasn't the right word there. Um, Okay, they can write it out for them, or the older kids can write it themselves. And then there's a something to do, and that's a step to move forward with. What can I do today to make a difference, or to apply what I've learned? Um, And that makes another great conversation for kids and parents. And what I like, too, is there's enough in each day that if you wanted to spend a whole week on it, you could stretch the book out further, Mm -hmm. especially with younger kids. Right. Um, So it's versatile. When someone else talked about going through it once a year um, for a little while, you know, once you start it, I mean, the concepts are still important. and. Kids need reminders, adults need reminders, so it's something you kick up once a year. And I like how, it's funny when, like, if you're going through this with your kid, but then you're realizing, oh, wait, Jesus (laughs) is talking to me through my kid's (laughs) devotional. (laughs) Whoopsie! It's the best way to learn. Uh, I like the the idea of togetherness that you've built in. So even if the kid can't read yet, that parent, that's your cue, you can read. And then also the talk about part, Mm -hmm. that's the interaction, the connection, and then there's writing, which does all kinds of great stuff, especially if we talked about in our Everything is Figure Outable mini-series, you're 42% more likely to remember something if you write it down. Mm -hmm. So even just writing about what you just read about, it's going to stick in your brain better. And then the something to do, I like how it's practical, actionable steps. So it's not just, oh, we're supposed to think about whatever's pure. It's like, no, no. What are you, you going to do now about that? Give me an example. And it's not hard. It's something they can go to school and do or something. It's like um, surprise your mom with a chore that she didn't ask you to do. You just do it. Or mm-hmm. if you notice someone at school that's sitting by themselves at lunch, invite them to join you. It's simple, practical things that kids can do. After the whatever's, talking about some of those things about what we need to focus on and think on, 
Um, we talk about friendship. We talk about Bible study. We talk about prayer, um, giving praise, giving thanks. There are just several topics that, like you said, you could go back over and over um, a lot, but there are several topics covered. They're just important things for kids to know. Um, the prayer topic is one of my favorites. So, What's that one about? It's, there's several Obviously pages. pages, but it's just talking to the kid about how you can talk to God anytime, any place. And then the verses include some of the promises God gives us. And he talks about if you will sit and listen and if you will um, spend time with me, I will tell you great and mighty things that you would not know otherwise. And I'm like telling the kids, man, I want to know those great and mighty things, and so should you. So, you know, sitting and taking time to pray and talk and listen um, were important in parts, parts covered. I do think, too, like I know the importance of memorizing Scripture, and a lot of the Scripture you pulled out, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but most of it is, you know, short enough to where it could be Scripture. You start memorizing, mm -hmm. again, with your child uh, or on their own. Well, that was um, a lot of the fun was getting the Scripture and looking at it in several different um, versions and finding the version that mm -hmm. seemed the best one and that kids could, could memorize or use. And I used the International Church, Children's Version several times and thought, well, that makes more sense to me, too. Mm -hmm. So I find I use it more often now when I'm doing my own Bible study. I I just, just talking to you about the book makes me love it even more because it's just, again, Enneagram One, I love practical and actionable, but I also feel like I'm so busy with life that I can't sit down and crack open a book for five minutes. But this, it's a manageable chunk after my entire work day. If we sit down and do this for five minutes... That's manageable. The verse is short enough to where it's manageable. I'm not going to get overwhelmed with trying to memorize a chapter or read a chapter. Mm -hmm. I know some of some people are, are able to knock out chapters at a time. My personality, I just sure I could if I disciplined myself enough. But the manageable chunk piece is what helps me and my mind in my life phase right now with tiny humans running around. So it's super helpful there. I think one of my favorite reviews said it's um, short and simple but rich in mm -hmm. content. And that's, that was what I wanted. I mean, I know how when I originally wrote it for grandkids, I knew how busy their lives are. There's soccer practice. There's, you know, flag football practice. There are meals. There's homework. Life is busy. And, um, but when they're kids, it's when we want to form the habits and when they need to know how important it is. No matter how busy life is, no matter how, how crazy our schedules are, we need to take time and sit and think and talk to God. Mm -hmm. It talks about finding a place in the house. I'm talking with their parents about where's the best place in the house that I can sit and read my Bible or pray. And so that the family knows, hey, so-and-so's in their special place. Let's give them some peace. Um, it talks about even trying to set a time of day. I know we grow up hearing, um, set your time of day and do it every day. And, the morning's the best, and y'all, it's true. Um, now that I'm retired, I can enjoy that a lot more. But to start your morning with Jesus, is there's no better way to do that. Um, and then you've got the whole day just to, to ponder what he's said to you and what he's talking to you about. And I think we need to form those habits in kids early and let them know it's doable. Mm -hmm. Even so. like you were saying, Farron, I love the idea of stretching it over a week also. Mm -hmm. So that way you're thinking, like, even if you read it Sunday night, going into the week, let's prepare for the week, and then you stick with that verse. You can mm -hmm. write the verse on your mirror or write it on the card and put it in their lunch or yeah, how, whatever good. you want to do. 
put it on the fridge. Where are they going to be the most? Well, in the something to do piece, mm -hmm. um, let them think of some other things that would um, go with the story for that day. Some other action pieces that they could do, actions that they could could perform that go along with the same theme. Right. Um, so even so at the dinner good. table, you can discuss about, hey, did you do the do part mm -hmm. on the journal today? <laughs> Or even throughout the week, what are some ideas? Let's mm -hmm. see if we can, you came up with five great ideas. Let's see if we can do all five by by the time Saturday rolls around. Yeah. yeah. And then they can even reflect back on previous challenges too, like incorporating and building upon, not just like, okay, we're not going to do that great thing anymore. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> adding different. to their toolbox. And something else that I really appreciate, back to like the busy lifestyle, I feel like I don't have time to come up with the right questions to ask or the right thing to write and I want it to be correct and I want it to be aligned and this takes the hassle out of it for me the book is done I just have to open it and say mm -hmm. hey child let's look mm -hmm. through this I don't have to reinvent the wheel the wheel is there it takes out the yeah. guesswork like yeah. I think this is the what I'm supposed to say yes. or what I let's just crack open the bible yes. Genesis 1 1 everybody <laughs> start there <laughs> Now it does that, you know, I was a busy mom, I'm a busy grandma, um, you ladies are busy, I see your busy lives, and I really think that that's part of what I wanted. I really focused on short and simple, um, because that's that's real, that's yeah. real world. Um, well, and my girls, like, reading this, they, like, also prompt and ask about it, so, like, if I'm not, like, we're far enough into it now that, like, they're the ones saying, we didn't read our book, yeah, or can we look at that? And so you're building that motivation within And them. when when they open it, it's not overwhelming. No. It's not daunting. They see a little paragraph or two. And um, I think that helps with attitude right away. For sure. We can do this. It's mm -hmm. short. We've got this. Also, the illustrations are so good. Back to what, oh, when we yeah. were talking about Kathy. I just, I love how it's a symbol and now, I mean, even if me and my kids were talking about rainbows and the, and the flood and blah, blah, blah. So when we see a rainbow, they immediately tie it to the story. Mm -hmm. So anytime the kids see, because the tennis shoe is converse. So anytime they see it, well, it's not technically converse. Well, so. <laughs> it's okay. similar to, but not <laughs> converse. But anytime we see that, hey, those are, those are the shoes from the book. And then, okay, remember what that was about? So it's an easy trigger to get them to circle back mm -hmm. to what the lesson was. Yes, yes. And she, I will say again, she did an amazing job. When when you write a book, um, you have no idea, especially a children's book, um, you have no idea what it's going to look like. And, and I didn't really have any idea what I wanted it to look like. We talked about it. We had some thoughts. We came up with borders and little, little sketch, spot sketches. But Kathy Hall took it and ran with it, and um, it is beautiful. So you'll enjoy that. <laughs> so what would you say? So you already talked about the whatever is pure. Can you? What do you have? Another favorite? Another I personal do. favorite besides the prayer one? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> They're all I, my favorite. <laughs> I may have to see my book for a minute. I think when I, you know, I started out with just a few days um, devotional for the kids, and I thought, well, it needs to be at least some kind of length to make it bookable, <laughs> to make it, you <laughs> know, so that someone would want it. And when I got to the very end, I really think the last page was my favorite. And I remember giving it to my the kids at Christmas, um, the grandkids, and I was like waiting for their parents to get to the end. I'm like, <laughs> well, flip look how faster. good that is. Look how good. Get to the end. Because, you know, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll look at this later, which I get. Christmas is crazy. But I'm like, just look at the last page, would you? And it may not mean anything to anyone else, but it's talking about God's promises. 
And, um, you know, the Bible is full of God's promises. And when I did it, I was kind of, I talked about several of the promises. In Exodus, the Lord says he will fight for us. In Deuteronomy, the Bible declares God will never leave us. Isaiah states that God gives us strength. I mean, I just listed promises. But the big thing was, um, they all know the Ten Commandments. And the big thing was um, the commandment to honor your parents, obey your parents, was the very first commandment that came with a promise. And I loved that. Um, that speaks right there to kids and to families. The very first commandment that came with a promise was children obey your parents as the Lord wants because, it's, because it is the right thing to do. The command says, honor your father and mother. This is the first command with a promise. Then everything will be well with you and you will have a long life on earth. So I just thought that was really um, cool. That's in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, and it's talking about the first commandment. But I wanted the kids to know the whole point is obey your parents and obey God, and you will have a full life. I mean, that's how God designed it. And um, to follow his design is the way to have the happiest life, the joyful life. Yeah, so. side, side note about parents, um, I was telling you, well, this was, Yours we were getting, right we were getting, <laughs> <very nice. laughs> we were getting ready to go to a soccer game, so right now, Farron is the head coach of Sloan's soccer team, and I was telling Sloan, all right, when you get out there, you need to obey Farron, she, and she said, yes, Farron's our coach, but you're also our coach, right? And I said, yes, but Farron is the head coach, so she's in charge, and she goes, I thought Jesus was in charge. <laughs> and I said, yes, but Jesus also appoints leaders in your life to guide you. So that's parents, that's church leaders, that's your coaches, your teachers. And she was like, oh, okay. Jesus love, leads Farron. Yeah. I was like, yes. yes. I love yes. the way you took that opportunity to, to teach her those things. Well, that one, right, yeah. that was the Holy Spirit the Holy talking Spirit. through me. <laughs> I did not think of that on my own. Thinking, Jesus. So, yes, I like that point, how it drives it home. Obviously, we're not talking about the parents who are garbage, but (laughs) the parents who are guiding their kids and doing the Mm -hmm. right thing. Obviously, you know when to walk away, when not to. But that also is you are redeemable as well. So if you feel like you haven't been that great of a parent, you can grab this book and start hopping in with your kids. That's right. So where can we get this book? Amazon.com. 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 We'll be sure, I'm sure to you'll share the link. We will. We'll put <laughs> affiliate links in the show notes as well as our resource page, wittyandgritty.blog forward slash resources. Well, I should I ask my famous question? Ask your famous question. Yes. Is there anything that you just want to share that maybe we didn't set you up to ask or or answer or some message that you just want to drive home about your book? And it can even just be from the author's standpoint of pursuing a dream (laughs) that's probably where I would go with it um because we talked about how I always wanted to write a book and um I will tell you the writing part I mean that took some time and and you know research and had to do a lot of things but the publishing part was a long um journey and I've learned so much but it there were so many times you just want to stop and say hey I gave the kids a devotional book for Christmas that's enough um but it's so important when you have a dream or when you have um, when God's telling you to do something, you can't walk away from that, and you shouldn't walk away from that. So um, when God's leading you and telling you to do something, I just encourage you to follow through, and he's going to equip you, and he's going to give you the steps you need. And um, I know you heard a lot of it through the process, but every step that was difficult, um, something happened that 
made it work out. And um, there was a lot of prayer that went into this book, a lot of heart <laughs> ache that went into this book. But um, I had some great people around me and a great support system, um, and especially a family who's like, go for it. You do it. What do you need? Well, Don't quit. <laughs> and that's the value of community as well. Like you, mm-hmm. The people around you knew what the goal was, what you felt called to do, so they were going to get your back, mm-hmm. even on the rough days where you're like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> no, no. And there were days like that. <laughs> Remember your so. why. Remember your why. Yeah. Well, people are definitely going to want to hear more from you, so where can they find you? Do you have a website, social media? Yes, they can find me on my website, which is BetsyAdamsAuthor.com, uh, social media, which is Betsy Adams Author. And in on Instagram and Facebook, Betsy Adams author page. That's so awesome. Look we'll me be, up. Yes, we'll be sure to link it in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Farron. Yes. Link, Impressive. Link, link. Okay, well, thank you for coming on the show today. This is a great time to grab this as a Christmas present. You can walk through it, and it'll actually be like a year after the first round went out. Oh, that's for exciting. Your, oh, that's fun. Oh, great new project to start in January yeah, with and your you family. Can, and the great, th- I love that it's on Amazon because that's where I buy so many things. Mm-hmm. So add to cart, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yes, thanks for coming. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. We help busy Christians get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes. 